Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed. And I can't remember what I Welcome back to the Better Half Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, the, uh, I guess, well, we should say the married half, but let's just say I'm Frank and I'm, I'm miserable, miserable being happy. And And, we have, and I'm, uh, I'm Larry and I'm happy being miserable. That's right. The new revamped better half of 2020. (laughs) Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, And we have a, a a guest for the first show of the year of the decade. And, and he is happy that you are both miserable. There we go. <laughs> yes. So it all works out. You live in the L.A. dream <laughs> when there isn't an earthquake or a flood or a forest fire or, you know, you know. Yeah. Pretty, well, well, pretty much. I'm, st- I'm still standing for now. So it's all good. I'm still standing. But anyway, An- Anthony here from the Retro Gamers podcast. Uh... Welcome, 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 welcome. And of course, uh, our, uh, to the 12 people that we have who do listen to this podcast, um, if Anthony's here, that means it's that special time of the year. It's our very special episode Yes, of uh, the retro of the retro gamers of the better half podcast um <laughs> this is not a hybrid episode people episode 66 uh the very special episode which would be our third annual very special um, episode at this point yes i believe so we will get our kicks on this episode 66 um and speaking and speaking of 66 really quickly frank i have a quick story for you oh go on i'm all ears so Five, when was it? Uh, five uh, five years ago, when I moved back to New York, you had asked me for something, oh. and I had gotten it for you. Larry hates when I do that. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, you had you had asked me for something, and I had gotten it for you, and I had it at my mother's house, and it fell into a black hole. And when I went there for the holidays this year, she found them, and she's like. I found these. Do you want them? I said, yeah. I go, they were not for me. They were for, for you. Um, and since you're talking about episode 66, you had asked me for a magnet from Route 66. <laughs> I bought wow. them. I bought oh. them on the drive. Wow. That's awesome. And they never made it to you. Now, 
I put them in my backpack to give them to Larry when I saw him last week, and I forgot. Oh, what? so now, <laughs> so now, so now they're now they're in LA with me. Um, but I will be getting these to you now that they have been found. Thank you very much. That's awesome. And I just got a new locker at work, so now I have a perfect place for my magnets. Nice. That's there you go. So you're not. Thank the... you very much. You're a good man. You're welcome. And if you feel like sharing one with Larry, there are four. So. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. So you're not the lowest man on a totem pole anymore over there. Uh, um, actually, I have about eight people underneath uh, me in seniority, but they're actually uh, male handler assistants. Oh, okay. I am a male. There uh, so they, uh, they were not too pleased when I transferred in right above them. So, <laughs> well, excuse and, me, and, pardon uh, me. Congratulations, by the way, on the new job. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's it's definitely a different uh, it's definitely a different experience. Uh, you know, not dealing obviously with customers and not not being outside in the uh, cold and the rain, which makes me very happy. Um, but I do work with some. Uh, um, interesting people, let's say. So, <laughs> let's leave it at that. <laughs> people who need to stay indoors. People who should not be either a uh, allowed out in public or are probably on work release. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. hey, remember that scene in Elf when they were in the mailroom? Kind of like that. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. That sounds like sounds like a lot of fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and from what I've witnessed, there's a lot of uh, let's should I say. Probably HR should get involved with some of these people because there is a lot of um, uh, touchy feely kind of things really? going on there. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting. So, this, anywho, this, this, you, this, sound, this sounds like a very special episode just based on that. It is. I actually I feel very um, I feel very uh, violated and um, <laughs> um, um, offended. Did, did one person? On. Did, <laughs> did one person laugh in the background when you were doing all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, as you could tell, probably from our um, our uh, title song of this episode, if uh, Larry did the editing right, then we ha- you will know that our very special episode is from the great eighty sitcom of Family Ties. Yes, starring yeah. one Marty McFly. <laughs> I mean. And of course, yeah. let's, let's not forget the star of the wonderful Tremors series, Michael Gross. Excellent. Well, and let's also not forget, you know, the the the, the biggest you know actor or actress on the show, the the great, amazing, absolutely uber talented Tina Yothers. <laughs> she was she, good at celebrity rehab. Did, did she ever do anything besides that? Celebrity rehab. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what she so. didn't like? Did she act? Um, was she in a local I, play? Was she? A... I think she, she did a. Um, I'll tell you right now. Uh, she yeah. did. I believe she did do. It was either celebrity rehab or was it like celebrity weight loss or something? She did one of those. <laughs> I'm and not then, sure. All, all I all I know is you can probably get her for your show. This is true. Probably good. She's right now. She's a, a dark haired, green eyed uh, She's actually pretty goddamn hot. I'm not gonna oh, lie. All right. She's not too bad. Will she be in the uh, Babe Madness, maybe? Uh, you know what? That could be a category of uh, sitcom little sisters. Who who Ooh. who went there and back with um, drugs and or, and or methamphetamines. Uh, yeah. She was also in a, uh, a band. She, uh, I think she is, she's a musician as well. Can, can, can Judy from Family Matters qualify for that? I don't know. I don't think she lasted long enough, but she was in a porn, so. Whoa. 
she well, was. Yeah, I think. Uh, um, well, uh, Maitland Ward might. Well, that's right. Yeah, on that. that's a whole other topic. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 bracketing. Yes, I digress. So uh, let's see. Tina Yothers starred in uh, first role on IMD was The Magical World of Disney. Oh, okay. Um, oh, we can find her on Disney Plus. That was 1981. And then, and of course, she did some other, you know, small parts. And then Family Ties, of course, 82 to 89. She was uh, a Laker girl in the movie Laker Girl. Her name was Tracy. Okay. Um, and then uh, in 1994, she was starred as Tanya Harding in Spunk, the Tanya Harding story. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like Tanya Harding now you say it yeah, yeah she did uh, a Perry Mason mystery the case of the jealous jokester oh boy and, and then Married with Children she played Tina Yothers she was on Married with Children yeah. as herself uh, 1996 and let's see now as herself she did Celebrity Wife Swap oh, I did not know that wow um, she did Celebrity Fit Club that's what it was oh okay not Rehab <laughs> That's not rehab, but close okay. enough. VH1, where are they now? The, she had the Tina Yother show in 1991. Okay. Wow, I don't remember that yeah, at I all. Be, I believe she was also on season one of South Park. Of course, they didn't get her voice, but, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and as Larry and I often like to talk about in our uh, show, uh, she was a panelist on the new Hollywood Squares. <laughs> Tina Yothers gets the square. So. <laughs> nice. She was not the center square, probably taken up by Jim J. Bullock. No, so, Jim J. was always in the upper corners. Joan Rivers, who took up that uh, uh, real estate in the middle. Anyway, so where were we? Back so, to the show. And Tina Yothers was not the not the star of the show. And and you know, for those who are wondering which episode we picked, you know, when we were going through the catalog of different shows, and when I got to Family Ties, because I remember this one episode, trying to find you know pinpoint which season it was. I kind of forgot Family Ties had a lot of shows, a lot of episodes that had yes. some looks to it. Yes, they actually had uh, the one I was uh, uh, um, was in my top three was A. My name is Alec, which was um, <laughs> sorry that would be uh, that would be that would be my cat, not an earthquake. <laughs> I see it's it's just see a tail walking by. We're all on Skype by the way. Um, wait, wait till you uh, catch up to the recent episodes of the Retro Gamers, Frank. You'll see that all the time. Okay, I'm I'm still a couple episodes behind. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so um, I, we I a my name is, a my name is Alex, which was the one where uh, Alex's friend was in a car accident and died, and Alex was supposed to be in the car, and it was like I remember if it was a, a two parter and uh, like a one of the very rare to be continued episodes. Yes. And uh, it was very weird because whoever I don't know who directed it, but it was a whole black background with uh, like a spotlight on Alex mm -hmm. and a different like uh, scene, whether it was a desk or, a uh, you know, a window or whatever. And, and it was really very dramatic. I think it might have even been nominated for an Emmy. But we decided I think we all decided together this one because having uh, Tom Hanks playing uh, Uncle Ned where you basically have uh, Marty McFly and Forrest Gump go at each other through an episode, which is which is great. It was the it was the universal um, uh, cinematic universe, I think, coming together <laughs> with Forrest Gump and Marty McFly. Um, and you, you built a time machine out of a DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> well, how far? Well, I, how far? I wonder how far removed was uh, Tom Hanks from Bosom Buddies at this point. It was this before Bosom Buddies? Hmm. 
Hmm. I feel well, like Bosom Buddies may have been around the same time, if not a little later. Uh, I know this was after his little uh, stint, stint his, his one little episode off on Taxi that Tom yeah. Hanks was on. Well, I mean, this episode, uh, I, air- I was going to say, this episode aired January 26th, 1984. Okay, so Bosom Buddies came out in 1980 and only lasted to 82. So, so- he was only two years removed. Okay. All right. So he's had some history with television. So Tom Hanks. Well, I think, Tom, but Tom Hanks did a lot, I believe, between eighty. Let's see what he did between between eighty two and eighty four. That he was doing a guest star on the popular Family Ties, coming off his own hit sitcom. So let's see. Let's go. We got to go way back. Who was the Hanks. other guy on Bosom Buddies? Oh, come on. That's uh, young Peter Scolari. There we go. Yep. Let's see. Peter Scolari. I think he was at Chiller when I last went. He was in um, Newhart as well. He was uh, in Newhart. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, 19... everybody winds up at Chiller, Larry. Hey, this is true. Okay. We're going to be there pretty soon. So Bosom Buddies stopped in 82. He did that one episode of Taxi in 1982. So from 80, 82, he was still working. He was, he, okay. he didn't quit working. Did an episode of Happy Days, which I don't remember that one, hmm. called uh, A Little Case of Revenge. Oh, what do they bring him in um, for all special episodes? Yeah. <laughs> and Family Ties, he was in 83 to 84. He did three episodes. I forgot he was in the he was in the two part of The Fugitive when he actually got arrested for embezzlement. Yes, that was the first time he was on. Yeah. Which they talked about in uh, in this episode. And then, of course, then he he. Really made a name for himself because his next uh, role was Splash. So oh, yeah, really big time. Splash. And then it was from Splash to uh, Bachelor Party and The Man with One Red Shoe. So he banged out and then Volunteers, Money Pit. And he did something every year. He's Good been working nice. every year. So, but um, anyway, so uh, let's start off this episode. So, of course, it opens, our episode opens with the greatest theme song ever. Sha-la-la-la. <laughs> I mean. I don't know about you, but I was watching the episode this morning in bed because I I hurt my back again last night because I'm and I had a, I had a heating pad on this morning and I watched it. I had to begrudgingly because Larry knows how cheap I am. I um I uh, had to uh, buy a free trial of CBS All Access. I did too, uh, and, and then canceled it right after the episode. As did I? <laughs> uh, and uh, through my Amazon Prime, and I was sitting in my bedroom with my earbuds on, not realizing that I was actually singing the entire theme song <laughs> out loud. And I just got uh, well, I'm, it's a visual for you guys. I got this from from my daughter who walked past my bedroom. <laughs> a very it's puzzled a, look on her face. She's going, uh, my dad's weird, and I'm like, get out of here! I'm listening to classics, and uh. <laughs> I made her show See, that's when you pun- that's when you punish her and force her to watch the episode with you. Yeah, but I would have had a you know. I mean, I did. I was I was already in for you know a free trial for for eight days. I was very upset. So, um, anyway, I, ju- I just so bit the bu- I just bit the bullet and paid for the episode. Nice, good for you. That's why I still have I last year's Saved by the buy, Bell. I was going to buy the episode, but uh, um, it was probably you know dollar ninety nine. I could have done it, but you know I'm cheap. So anyway. Uh, so of course we, it opens up into, uh, I believe it was the living room of the, no, uh, the kitchen, the kitchen, the kitchen, because the episode starts off with a, um, with a, uh, what do you oh. call it? Like a, a goof a or 
No, 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 no. A, a mistake. A, a continuity. A continuity error. Oh, I missed that. Did you guys reckon? Did you guys see it right, right off the bat? I missed. So, it. so Tina Yeldas comes in. Um, she's pl- practicing her clarinet or whatever it was, you know, and she's not doing good. So everyone's like, ah. Oh. So she comes in, and um, you know, it's breakfast because they're all getting ready to eat breakfast. And um, you know, Alex goes. Oh, yes. She go. He goes. <laughs> Why don't you practice outside? And she goes. It's dark out. And yep. just it's, like that, it went from day to night. <laughs> it's funny because I actually, when she said that, I looked in the background to see if it was dark out, yeah. and it was dusk. So I'm like, hmm, it could, <laughs> it could, it could, be, it could be getting dark or getting light. I didn't realize they were actually eating breakfast because it looked like she it was just like breakfast. At least, who I kept calling Elaine in my head. At least Keaton was preparing food. Um, but uh, whether it was regardless or, or breakfast or, or dinner, um, she's a horrible clarinet player. Um, uh, and of course, then uh, I was I, I this was obviously before our good friend uh, uh, Mallory's boyfriend, Nick, came into the show who, you know, once you add a character, the shows usually start to fall off. But uh, oh, yeah. But um, anyway, so, yeah, so they're all awaiting. Awaiting uh, Uncle Ned's uh, revival, um, revival. Uh, Uncle Ned's um, uh, arrival, arrival, arrival. He was taking the train from wherever. Um, they, yeah. That was that was in Ohio, right? They, uh, the show took place in Ohio, I believe. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think they lived in like Cleveland, maybe or a suburb or something. Yeah, something like that. Here's a good question. I forgot what did um, uh, Michael Gross's character do at the station? Was he a producer? I think he was like a, a, um, a like a program manager or something. It was, it I was don't know something like that. You know, I haven't watched the. Sh- I probably have not watched this show since it aired. Oh so no, yeah, I, I haven't. There's no way I remember that. Yeah, I haven't seen an episode of Family Ties in, he, he since they went to Europe. Was, uh, he, it was. I remember being a nonprofit, and I know that hated. Uh, uh, Alex hated that it was a non. <laughs> non- <laughs> yeah. So but, uh, um, yeah, so then uh, they do make reference. I'm sorry, they do make reference to the uh, episode, uh, the fugitive, where um, Tom Hanks's character Uncle Ned was uh, arrested for embezzlement. Now I didn't remember the episode because um, you know, Alex, of course, Alex spun it in a way like he was just holding money for uh, for other people because the company was corrupt. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a. <laughs> And, and Michael uh, Michael Grosh is just like, well, it's also illegal. Like always trying to teach him a lesson. Like he always had that voice, yes. which which was but also like, the same but, cadence, the same cadence when I met him at Chiller Theater. When I, Michael Grosh, he's like, "Hi, I'm Michael. Nice to meet you. You know, would you like an autograph?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's why I'm here." Well, he was kind of he was kind of the Danny Tanner before we got Full House. Um, oh my, I, I can see that. He did. He, he acts he acts a lot like that. <laughs> Um, I, I do, I do like, uh, his character, but there, there was a part which we'll get to, which I wanted to knock him out, but, um, we'll, we'll get to that part, but, uh, uh, I think I know which part you're talking about. So we'll, we'll yeah. yeah. now one thing I did notice, um, in the very beginning of the show was the laugh tracks. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was going to be one of the points I was going to bring up right away. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, do I it. I want to hear your – Oh, no. Um, I, I mean, I, I, get that, I get that the show is a sitcom. But when you're doing a very special episode, especially about something that's so like that's serious, like somebody having a drinking problem to have the laugh track playing every time the character's cracking a joke. It's so it just makes it so um, uneven. Like, I'm like a, nope, nobody should be laughing at these things. And there was a lot of laugh tracks yes. in the very beginning before before it, 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 you know, the episode did become a little bit serious. There was an overabundance of laugh tracks. And and even with the laugh track, one of them, it was like a little kid who laughed at a joke after they already established the issue that was at hand. So I thought yeah. that was a little weird as well. I, I didn't notice that, but I did notice uh, um, there was just, I mean, like I said, there was a lot of them. And there was one line, I, I wish, I, I did not write it down, but there was a line that it was, it was a little bit like, okay, this is definitely not, you know, PC for 2019 in 1984, it was probably, and I'm like, Ooh, that got a laugh. And it was, it was like, Oh, that's, that's, it was in the very beginning when they were telling, uh, you know, the others to take a walk and go play outside with strangers or something, you know, um, but anyway, net arrives. Um, Oh, before that, before net arrives, I mean, I think, uh, Michael, uh, uh, was the father's name, uh, Michael gross. Oh, his character's name. What is the father's name? Steven. Oh, uh, Steven. Steven, yes. Steven. Yeah. Steven's taking a big risk here of getting his drunk brother-in-law, uh, excuse me, his um, uh, federally uh, prosecuted embezzler brother-in-law a job at his yeah. at his company. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I'd vouch for the guy. You know, I would let my brother-in-law, I'm like, oh, your brother-in-law needs a job. I'm like, well, hey, maybe, you know, miss being a good human man is not a bad thing. <laughs> I don't want to work at my uh, non-for-profit company. He did. I mean, this is uh, you're right. You know, before the drinking part came about, you, you know, and I think they even said it to like, well, you know, let, we'll we'll address that if we get to it. Like, how are you going to hide the fact that you were this junior vice president with this embezzlement that was in the news, apparently, and you're just going to try and just kind of brush it under the rug? <laughs> how would that have flown well you know i mean this is you got to remember this is also this is also in the 80s where granted it was on the news but um considering that the job was in a different field and they don't have the internet it's possible to kind of skirt around it a little bit but that's about the best talking, explanation i can give you're also talking about a man who spoke in front of the world bank so i think this might have been on every cover of the news every newspaper in the world maybe um that this uh celebrated uh young entrepreneur entrepreneur who uh, was washed up before he was age 30 um uh you know uh did what he did and was able to uh uh you know and and i think i guess skirt you know? yeah i mean I th- that, why wasn't he yeah. a champ <laughs> and, I, and i think they worked in um like a news program. So you think they probably would have pulled up something. They probably would have done some stuff so on, on microfilm, you know, just kind of looking into it Micro- and checking the history. Microfiche. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. So, of course, they're setting up They're setting up uh, right away that uh, Ned has some issues. Um, and Ned arrives, much to the delight of Alex, his, uh, you know, his his uh, hero. I yes. guess you, Ned would, I would be say a that. hero to him. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, Ned's got a little uh, rail lag, as he called it, because he took the train in. It was rough riding on top of it or something like that or on the outside. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Well, when you think about this though. He goes, he goes. I should try riding inside That's of it, it sometime. Now, fast forward to the Polar Express, um, which I don't know if you've seen. Tom Hanks plays twelve different roles in that thing, and one of them is a hobo who. Lives on top of the Polar Express screen, um, which well, that, is pretty that, comical. Well, that's pretty much Uncle Ned was never able to find a job. <laughs> Aw, poor you know, Uncle Ned. That, that, I have to look back at that movie. If that character's name is Ned, then we have a thing here. So. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, so Ned, oh, Ned quickly uh, tells them, oh, let's let's celebrate. Hold go on, get, hold on, hold on. Alex. Can we address the fact that he came in with his luggage in garbage bags? Yes. So no, it wasn't his luggage. I thought that, it was his that was the garbage. No, no I thought that was his. Cl- oh, it was the actual that garbage. Was the garbage. Why yeah. was he bringing yeah. back in that? No one. No one. Because <laughs> I saw two guys in the truck trying to take it, and I'm like, no one says anything. I thought it was his like, luggage. Hey, okay. No, it was. It, it, it was somebody. Somebody in the writers' room thought they needed a joke there, and that's what they came up with. <laughs> Insert laugh track. <laughs> so. Insert laugh track. They did give Tom Hanks a lot of one-liners, like we said earlier, uh, one after another. Like when they said, "Hey, let's celebrate," and you know, "Hey, you know, let's get a beer," and Alex grabs the six-pack, and he takes right. one off and just puts, "All right, here, you can put this one back," and takes the other five. Yeah. So, ha ha I ha. Wonder- I wonder how much of that was improv, but I, I actually thought I wrote that down also. But I was also thinking there was a lot of classic Tom Hanks in there. You could oh, see totally. his, yep. you could see his bosom buddies and his, you know, you could see his his Tom Hanks tropes, you know. And I was like, you know, it was nice, it was familiar, but it was also, you know, now he sometimes his roles are so serious. Um, but it was, it was, you could see that whole bosom buddies bachelor party slash mm-hmm. version of Tom Hanks. Um, in there, uh, one thing I thought funny. Obviously, yes, with the beers, you know, he takes five, and they're like, "Oh, here we go." Um, and he's pounded beers, and well, I he thought it was funny. Now, I was gonna say, I don't think wait, he was wait. pounding them. Yeah, I think he was just maybe going one after another. Like he wasn't right, just right, like, but, you know. Right, but it was right. going through yeah, the evening. They were setting it. They were setting it up. Now, is Alex the firstborn? No, um, yeah. Justine, I think was. Ma- Justine Bay- Mallory, is. Mallory, Mallory. That just brings up my next point. When she's like, "All right, guys, it's after ten o'clock. Time for yep. bed." And Mallory and uh, Tina, the others, Je- uh, Jennifer Keaton, go to bed, but Alex stays up. Because and Alex- I'm like, "Wait a second, Alex. Yep. Is Alex the firstborn. He's the secondborn. Regardless, they're both in high school, and like, okay, it's ten o'clock. They got to go to bed, but Alex stays up. Like, what the fuck? Is that just a, a feminist thing at the time, or?" You know, uh, no, anti-feminist. Alex, no, I think it's just because Alex had a role in what was going on with Uncle Ned, and the other two didn't. I think also Alex, if you want to look at it at a, a, a character's point of view, I think Alex always saw himself as older than he actually is. Yeah, and they also gave, um, well, at least for one of the nights, like the there was the excuse he brought in the kitchen where he's like, "Oh, I have an economics yes. uh, exam or something like that," so I'm pulling an all nighter type of thing. So. And I want to just mention real quick because when you watch the episode, before you realize with the beers, because when he does the six pack joke, takes one of puts it away. All right, you just think it's funny. Then when he's si- when they're when they're sitting there playing Trivial Pursuit, he's leaning up on Mallory pretty good, and I'm like, ah, that seems a little little sure, kind of in a weird. <laughs> Wasn't that another episode or something, or am I thinking of a different sitcom? You may be thinking where, of a different sitcom where there was where, where, a an uncle or somebody was getting a little too touchy feely with somebody. 
Um, normally, those were reserved for different strokes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think it was family ties. But I'm watching. He's got his hand on Mallory's leg. Look again. I, all right, I get it innocently, but still, I was like, ooh, okay, that's a little weird. And then he gave up so quickly on that. What was so obvious when they were like, which country drinks the most beer per capita? Like, you know, ding, 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 hello, shat, foreshadowing. Well, I thought it was also funny that it was a drinking question. That's what well. I'm saying. Like, really, you had to so, like, put the nail on the head? You know. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, in these types of episodes, they're not really subtle. No, no, no. I mean, I guess you have 20-something minutes to get to jam everything in, so you had no exactly. choice, but I thought that was weird. And, yeah, he gave up very quickly. Like, he didn't even – like, if I was Mallory, I'd be like, whoa, well, at least let's talk about this. Let's try and work this out and figure out. Um, and uh, forgetting the signs of the time, it was West Germany. So for you uh, yes. kids out there listening, yes. there was a time there was one additional country on this planet <laughs> – West and East Germany. I'm sorry, I just looked up because I just heard uh, uh, chaotic nonsense upstairs. For those of the, our listeners know that's uh, that happened. <laughs> There's that, a regular on the show. Yeah, my uh, my father-in-law uh, was upstairs. We uh, were finishing dinner, and oh. uh, the kids were all hyped up on uh, more dessert uh, <laughs> because there's more dessert in this house from the Christmas and New Year's than I could imagine. So. <laughs> Uh, I actually got a little drunk from it, so call me Uncle Ned. Good for you. Um, so, of course, then uh, as they're playing Trivial Pursuit, the kids go to bed. Well, the two girls go to bed. And Elise <laughs> Women, uh, go to Ned. your rooms. <laughs> yes, yeah, go to your room. We have to talk about Uncle Uncle Ned's drinking issue. Uh, Elise starts uh, questioning him on uh, his drinking and, you know, him getting a job, uh, which, uh, you know, obviously setting up for Act 2. Uh, which coming up next, you know, and I, I forgot Ned was like, hey, it's not a problem. I'm Tom Hanks. I'm in Philadelphia and big. <laughs> no problem. Well, he had a you different know? issue in Philadelphia. <laughs> I used to you hang know? out with the Fonz. Yes. It's... <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Oh, that's that's a great episode when uh, he's he's little karate chop. <laughs> when he's chopping out the Fonz. So, so, you know, so at this point now, I think we're, is this where we're now? We're, we're at night. Uh, when when Alex comes yes. in and and pretty much um, probably one of the two. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the scene op- the scene opens up with uh, it's obviously in the middle oh, of the night. Right. Tom Hanks is sitting at the table, obviously drunk, and um, with a almost empty bottle of of liquor, mm-hmm. un- unknown. It looked like gin, um, but definitely it was a hobo bottle. Uh, that's for oh sure. yeah, totally. And and then Alex comes out, comes down to get himself a midnight snack. That old gag. Now, in my life, I've never eaten a midnight snack. You'd be surprised by my waistline, but I never have eaten a midnight snack. Maybe when I come home from work recently, I'm a little hungry. I'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but that's at 1145. Um, did you see how much goddamn food Alex he, took out of that? He was making he a making hoagie. A sandwich? I mean, seriously, was, that yeah. was ridiculous. But, yeah, um, no, no, he was he was going for a full deli hero. <laughs> and the fun part was, I mean, uh, it's just a great, great line was um, hungry much, Alex. And Alex, you know, Freaks sends out. all the cold cut yeah. lettuce uh, flying through the air. You know, huh, Uncle Ned, what, uh, what are you doing up so late? He's like, are you yeah. OK? He's like, well, I don't know. Is your heart important for you? <laughs> Something like yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. It's like little did he know. This is the heart. It wasn't the oh. heart that was going to be his issue. Um, so, oh. so, 
So mm-hmm. now this is the scene where I thought the the incident happened. So I'm, I, you know, it's been a long time since I saw the the uh, the episode. Um, so they're sitting there and and they're going back and forth and and Alex, you know, notices that Uncle Ned, you know, out of gin. Uh, so then he starts, you know, looking for more alcohol, and then he starts. And this is where I discovered when I was little, when I first watched it, that you can pull alcohol from anything almost because he breaks out yes. cherries, he breaks out, and then it's the vanilla extract that that really gets it. Which <laughs> she drinks an entire bottle of. <laughs> it just downs it. Ugh. Well, you know that's no. why. Why do you why do you think moms keep it in the kitchen? They got to put up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I just loved when he poured Alex a glass of uh, cherries. Yes. Uh, right? cherries. That was a, that was a bit liquidy. I didn't know alcohol in it. I, I have to actually have my fridge. I have to look but to see if there's any alcohol in it. <laughs> it would have been. I think it. I think it would have been more entertaining if he actually poured the artichoke hearts into the glass. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, again, I don't think there's alcohol in that either. But nope. I just thought the line he said was great when he goes, "What's the matter? You too good to sit here and have a bowl, a cup of cherries with your own." <laughs> <laughs> And then I this... mean, I, I, I'm trying to find the writer of this episode, but I can't find it on online. And it was actually pretty damn funny. And yeah. this is, and, and they did, and they did hit the laugh track on that one. No, the, and you're right. Yeah, and that's where, to me, it, it like I always took the laugh track in an '80s show when I watch back at it now. Just it was a staple of the time. Everyone had a laugh track, and you just hit it when you needed to. But and to your point from earlier, yeah, when now we're really starting to get serious in the show where you can still do what is supposed to come off as a joke. But, yeah, you know, leave the laugh track off because now you're starting to get you're yeah. starting to get serious. Um, but you also in this scene in the kitchen at 2 a.m., you know, Tom Hanks, this is really where if you want to show an example of his acting skills where he can just go from 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 one side to another and and from one extreme this is one of the shows that you can you can you know let people watch because yeah. he went all over the place in this scene. Yeah. Well, this episode probably landed him splash. It probably did in all honesty. It, it might have. You might be right. <laughs> you know, um, he went from you know, you know, obviously with the one-timers to aggressively angry where when first of all he was yelling so loud no one else in the that, house woke up that, that's, that's what, what I, figured, I thought yeah. too yep I and, the and same then thing. to literally crying he started crying but then no, he stopped no, crying no. me no that was later no, no that was yeah, later he did he no 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 he, he did cry at the end of, yeah he cried like for like oh. a split second and then the next scene the next like second he was not crying oh, i okay. wonder if that was just an editing an editing gaffe Maybe, uh, uh, but um yeah, he he. It was very brief, but uh, like he was like ah, you know, like he just had anguish. Oh, I even been, about, yeah. less crying, more anguish. So you know, when he flipped the chair over and came around the island, getting getting in 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 Alex's face, you know, th- that's where I thought it happened. That's- what can give you a competitive edge in today's red hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com 
or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. That's where I thought when he struck him. Uh, but no, that, was just the arm, that was just the arm grab. No, no, exactly. And I, I don't. I, I forgot about that part. And even, you know what, even Columbus, Ohio, by the way. Say that again? That set in Columbus, Ohio, by the way. Columbus, Sorry. Ohio, okay. That explains the drinking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else to do in Columbus. <laughs> um, so, you know, not only in this scene with Tom Hanks, but yeah, Michael J. Fox also was putting on a really good, even though, you know, Michael... I, you know, I don't blame Michael J. Fox for the corny jokes he said at the beginning of the episode because that's what he was given to say. So he's just doing his job. Right. But he also was showing kind of like in the episode Frank was talking about when his friend died. Michael J. Fox showing especially this young kid. I wonder what's the age difference between the two of them. I wonder. I bet you it's not that far off between Tom Hanks and Michael uh, J. Fox. Tom Hanks and, and Michael, uh, J. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Saying because yeah, Keep talking. Tom Hanks supposed to be what in his probably early thirties, if not thirty, and then yeah, my, uh, Michael yeah. J. Fox well, supposed to be in high school. He said he, said, he, said, he, was, he said I was washed up before I'm age thirty. So and he he spoke in front of the World Bank at age twenty eight. So he's probably thirty thirty one years old thinking, in yeah. the show. Yeah, and, my, and and Alex would be like sixteen seventeen. I'm guessing around so, there. Yeah. Tom Hanks was born in fifty six. Okay. So someone remember that, write that down. Um, But yeah, so the the acting in this uh, definitely superb for both for both of them. Yes. And again, especially for um, a standard sitcom, you know what I mean? Like a sitcom Mm -hmm. episode, you usually don't even even with the serious episodes, like, you know, with these very special episodes, um, sometimes they don't the the acting wise, they don't they don't normally hit it right Um, but you know, when you got two very talented actors like this, I mean, it was let, just perfect. Let me ask you a question, Ant. Um, in your opinion, yeah, go ahead, Frank. No, uh, Michael J. Fox was born in '61, so they're only six years apart. Oh, okay, so then that, oh, wow. almost, okay. that almost makes sense. Five, where they're at. five years, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I, yeah, five years. I'm sorry, years. I was gonna say, Ant, your you know, your expertise, and in, in, you know, you, you you're in Hollywood there. Uh, I, I love how you think that I live in L.A., so I have expertise. All right, all right. You you made a couple of films, you know, albeit you know, ones that you've done like, for yourself. But you have more experience than both of us, even exactly. though I did work in production for five years. You still have more experience <laughs> than both of us. What all I, right, fair except enough. Except the accolades, okay. What what I'm getting <laughs> what I'm getting at is a. Can you please sign one of your DVDs and send it to me? And no. b. <laughs> Do you so think sell it on do, do you think that even like like is it okay to maybe pepper a little bit of of the like do you think they let me let me pull back and rephrase the question. Do you think they should have went like either full serious or is it okay to maybe do some of the jokes where the jokes could be Uncle Ned being a drunk just trying to lighten up the mood? Um well A, I'll sign something for you when I get my own pop figure. That way it fits on your wall. I can make uh, and that then, happen. And, and then B, uh, B, I think that um, – well, here's the thing. Like if, when I think about other very special episodes, I feel like the humor in those tend to come from 
other scenes that are going on around the main issue. So okay. like it, you know, so if there was, if there was like, if there was a B plot in this episode with Mallory and um, Jennifer, like if they went back to the clarinet thing and something like that, things that weren't related to the drinking, I mm-hmm. think you could have gotten away with like, uh, some jokes in the laugh track. But the fact that you're, especially when you get, once you start at this moment with Alex and Ned in the kitchen and it gets super serious pretty quickly i think i think right there the laughter stops because you're if you're trying to convey to your audience that ned is suffering from a serious issue it kind of takes away from that seriousness when you have people laughing at it even if he's making jokes while he's drunk Mm -hmm. you know the whole idea is like it's not funny to alex at all and yet we're laughing Okay. So it, it, yeah. So to me, it gets, it's a, it, that part of it is disjointed because we shouldn't be laughing at this situation. But like, for example, and like in the next, just real quick, Frank, like in the next scene when the girls give Uncle Ned the socks. All right, that's funny. You know that. All right, right. you bring back the levity a little bit, and then you kind of get back to it. Correct. Well, the, well, the, there, there is a thing in um, in production, whether it be television or uh, motion picture, where if a scene is too serious, and you see it more in television than movies, because you're going into a movie, if it's a drama, it's a drama. But Mm -hmm. in television, even in a serious, like, hour-long episode of, let's say, whatever, This Is Us, or something, uh, or CSI, or anything, they will throw in a slight joke just to um, relieve the tension. Uh, okay. I think Tarantino does it. A lot of people do it. They, they they will just throw in something small just to go. So you can kind of just when you're at home on your couch and it's getting a scene is getting too heavy, you just go, you know, and then that it's just a little break and then it goes into whatever the next you know the next scene is or they bring it back. But they, they sometimes do have to break up the tension. And you'll see a lot of movies that are whether it's an action movie or a drama movie. They'll throw in a little joke somewhere, you know, like even, let's say, any Jason Statham movie, so to speak. Or, you know, it could be a serious, you know, cat and cat and mouse thriller. And he'll say he'll throw away a line and the audience will crack up and boom, then you're right back into the drama again. Mm -hmm. So um, which uh, again, which is is, it's funny because um, uh, we'll be going where we where we leave off. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, Ned Ned was, you know, obviously very aggressive. um, Again, though, and I know it was it was big in the '80s, but and I'm going to bring this up towards the end. This just I I just thought they really really overused the laugh track in this episode. It was it was to the point where it was kind of distracting to me. Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, if there was a subplot, whether it be you know something with Mallory's grades or the clarinet or whatever, um, you know, I could see that that way you you would get your levity. Uh, whatever the subplot is, but there really wasn't a subplot, you know, and Jennifer and, and Mallory were very, weren't even really, I mean, if they got four minutes of screen time, I think that yeah. was about it. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, the next morning, uh, uh, Ned wakes up like, like last night never happened, you know, and Alex is trying to convince, you know, his mother that, you know, that, you know, is, is you know, she's, he's got a drinking problem and she's like, ah, he was always drunk in high yeah, school, but, you know, so brushed like, it off. Like, yeah, it's, it's all good, yeah. but he always took care of it, you know, and again, that's how, you know, I get she wants to protect her brother. Um, oh, oh, by the way, Stephen was the station manager of the, oh, okay. of the, um, gotcha. So again, pretty big station manager. I mean, you're putting your, your career on, yeah. uh, uh, risking your career for your drunk brother-in-law, but okay, I get it. So, <laughs> but you um, know, it, of course, yes. Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. 
No, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, we're on Skype, so it's a little, a little hard to do this here. Um, what I was going to say was, yeah, the, the, the how Elise totally, not totally, but yeah, brushed it under the rug. You know, it, you know, it, it wasn't until she, it wasn't until Alex mentioned the extract, the vanilla extract, when she kind of like dawned on her that okay, maybe he does have a problem or has has an issue. My question is, do you? Because I don't know if they really addressed it, and I don't remember if Uncle Ned mentioned it. Do you think he was just ignoring what happened the night before, or do you think he blacked out? I don't think he blacked out. Okay. I think it in his head. I think it's just it was no, no big deal. It. I mean, I don't know anyone who's really like a major alcoholic, uh, but I don't think it's something I think it's something that when they get up the next morning, they just they just uh, don't address it. But yeah. if you notice when after the girls gave him his you know pair of socks, which is very odd, um, uh, give give uh, <laughs> one from each just, of them, one from each of them. Right. Uh, he finds in his suit a uh, yes. uh, hotel sized bottle of vodka. Um, now, what disturbed me more, not of him actually putting it in his orange juice, was he put the empty bottle back in his suit pocket. <laughs> that bothered uh, me. Not only that, <laughs> when was the last time he wore the suit? Because that was from two years earlier, <laughs> I think he said. Exactly. That's a two-year-old bottle of hotel vodka. So, uh well, you know, and sometimes, then, uh, you know, sometimes it can age well. It's perfectly fine. And uh, and I agree with you guys. The sock thing was really weird. But at the same time, that was pretty much the most Mallory and Jennifer had to do after the I, first act. In this I have episode. a feeling it was contractual that they had to have at least a minimum of five minutes of screen time. And I would really love if I could find that online somewhere that that that, uh, you know, they were, you know, five minutes and one second of screen time so yeah. they can get paid for the day. You got to get that um, sand card. And what I also love is the is the you know you know the suspension of disbelief where the eighteen year old daughter and like the eight year old daughter both think this is a great idea. <laughs> well, Mallory, um, Mallory was always a little on the, you know, she wasn't really the smart one, right? No, no, stupid. <laughs> she was. Look who she dated. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so. Obviously, Elise uh, sees him uh, put the bottle, uh, the vodka in the orange juice and confronts him. And he's like, I don't have a problem. Trust me. I'm going to go do I'm going to buy a house and we'll be the money pit. You know, we won't turn it into the burbs. And yes, then he, exactly. Right. And then to show <laughs> and then to show that he supposedly has control when when Elise was like, you know, I want you to put a stop to it now. He just dumps the OJ out. So even to a point where you're like, all right, maybe that was just a one. Maybe just last night was a a fluke or something. Hello, world. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, yours truly. Hi, yours truly, OJ. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I did not kill her. I mean, I am not drinking. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but if I, I did it and I, I was drinking, this is how I would have mixed my drink. I w- I would have told Alex. Awesome. I would have told Alex to kill your mother. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Well, boy. Yeah, that would have made a fun team since what we do best. So. That would have made a better episode. So, okay. So uh, Ned then promises Elise that he will he will it's under control and he's gonna not gonna have a problem. He's gonna ace the interview. Fast forward to the interview. Yes. Oh, so baby. oh Jesus. Uh yeah. Uh so Ned shows up to the interview and um obviously drunk and making an ass of himself. Well, uh 
I'm not going to say obviously because when the interview starts, he seems pretty straightforward. I guess yeah. maybe if you look back at it, maybe he looks, but he it seemed like he was under control. He seemed like he was going to be ready to go. If anything, you would have thought the interview would have went well. He would not have gotten the job, started drinking again, yeah. and then leads to what we're going to talk to well, a little later. You know, and my assessment of the whole situation is just like every other episode of Family Ties, it's always Tina Yother's fault. Because had that clarinet not existed, yes, yes. it worked this way. Back to the clarinet, yes. And you know, to be fair, I, I would like that's a kind of a funny moment. If he, you know, if he wasn't rip roaring drunk, be like, all right, this interview is going terrible. Let me just break out a clarinet. But what kind of annoyed me about the interview was it almost seemed like he was getting drunker during as the interview went on, as if he was continuously drinking. That. Yes, took me out of it. It was like someone was pumping liquor yes. into him as he was speaking. So he was, as the interview, yes, as the interview on, you could see his his uh, blood alcohol level was rising. So <laughs> that's the only now, part. Is it, yeah. is, is it remotely possible that like if he just had a bunch of drinks before he got in there, that it, there's a bit of a delayed reaction? Oh, there could have well, been. Didn't he say- yeah, I, I guess. But, from, but I from mean, my not, experience, not, not to explain it away, because to your point, in the beginning, he was like super serious with like one or two word answers to then I'm going to pull out this clarinet and play you a tune. Like, yeah. And even when he pulled out the clarinet, it's like, I don't know how Steven put two and two together at that point, because Steven had no idea he was drinking. He's like, he's got a clarinet with him. He must be drunk. <laughs> yeah. Steven is like a human breathalyzer. So. <laughs> but, uh, but then, of course, well, after saved isn't. by when as soon as he blows into the clarinet, the phone rings, and oh, uh, he, he's like, "He looked like, what the hell?" <laughs> very Tom Hanks. He looked at it like like he made the noise of the telephone. Yeah, I right. found that very funny. And what I also love is the station manager Stephen is now playing the receptionist for. <laughs> oh, for yeah. well, he's got to kiss this guy's yeah, ass. And, and was it was it also weird that Stephen was actually in the interview? Yes, as well. I thought that was odd. I thought that was odd, yeah. Nepotism at its finest, folks. Absolutely. Um, So then the phone call ends. I apologize for the interruption. And then Tom Hanks uh, uh, immediately goes from level two to level nine drunk. Uh, uh, Spinning around the chair, sitting at the interviewee, interviewer's chair and pulling up. And Steven's on the other side going, you should be on this side, you know. And he's like, oh, come on, Steve. I'll sit on your lap instead, you know. Uh, it was just a full-blown debacle at this point. And, and um, to your point. It gets under the table. Yeah. It's like, you're not wearing it's socks. Under the table. Under the desk, and yeah. Like, then whose socks are these? And he pulls out the socks that Mallory and. And Jennifer gave him, like, oh, laugh track ensues. Again, again, if it were not for Tina Yothers. <laughs> do you think, Correct. going Frank, going back to a point you made earlier today, that scene, do you think there was a lot? I mean, that could almost be like Tom Hanks riffing on some of that because some of those lines, they would seem, I'm not saying that they couldn't have been written for him, the whole thing could have been written for him, but it looked like if you're going so quick, you may have to come up with a couple of lines, especially the one at the end when he goes, you know, you're not wearing socks. Yes, I am. Then who's, whose feet are these? You know, when he's talking under, when he's underneath oh, the desk. No, I, I, no, I think yeah. that was all, that was all I, I written. Mean, you think so? I mean, it could I have think, been. I think, I, wrong. I, I think so I, only I think because, be well, I mean, it, there could be some improv involved, but the way I look at it also is that um, the other two actors in the scene have to react with their lines. So in other words, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's always possible that there could have been some improv. I, t- I tend to be on the side of like most of that was planned or what they did was um, with 
shows that do i'm assuming this was recorded with a live studio audience <laughs> i don't know um, what a laugh tracks <laughs> well i mean laugh, laugh tracks are recorded from live studio audiences that's usually what they do oh i got you. um so my, like and what happened what will happen during uh what will happen during a scene when they're re- uh, recording it is um if the audience isn't laughing at the jokes that they're they've written yeah Oh, okay. uh, they'll actually have the writers on set write up new jokes. So it could be like uh, it could be a combination of different takes they did with different jokes and they threw in all the jokes that hit. Gotcha. All right. Fair I enough. No, I didn't know they would do that on the fly like that. Yep, they, they do that on the fly. Thanks for debunking our myths. Well, my, you're, you're, you're welcome. That's why that that's why I'm here. I, you told look, you told me to take ownership of my experience and I'm doing it and. Now you're all unhappy about it. Uh, can we please have Mr. Rippo leave the set? Mr. Rippo, can you please leave the set? Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love when Larry gets new toys. Let me, <laughs> let me just let me let me just hang up. <laughs> I'm a comedian. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so, all right, so let's, uh, removing the fact that, um, apparently Tom Hanks had intravenously, uh, been taking some sort of, uh, uh, alcohol, um, so just completely goes haywire, Steven's flipping out, I'm assuming Steven had to drive home with Ned at some point, you would think this may have been addressed in the car? No, um, oh no, no, because he showed up later. He showed up later well, after right. work. Ned went out. Yeah, Ned obviously went out and had a liquid lunch, uh, which he makes reference to. He goes, uh, he goes, I well, before them. Oh, because before when he came home later in the day, and and Stephen's looking, where's Ned? Let me throw my briefcase down. You know, what, have what happened? You know, he was like curious. I'm like, again, now this is where the shit's going to hit the fan. You know, yeah, and. Uh, and then Ned walks in and he's like, uh, oh, I ran into my old high school friend. And they're like, no, you didn't, Ned. And he's like, fine, I ran into it. And he says somebody like, you know, like J. Edgar Hoover. He says someone famous. I forgot who the actor was, but he, it was oh, another. No, 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 no. He's like, I'm, oh, no, no. I ran into my friend Mike Griffin. No, you didn't, Ned. No, I ran into Merv Griffin. Oh, Merv yeah. Griffin. <laughs> right, right. You can't say no to Merv. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did, did anyone happen to notice the Miller High Life? Uh, he made made reference to. He goes, "If you got the time, we've got the beer." He oh, said yeah. that to Alex. Oh yeah, that's Absolutely. right. Was that, was that a little product placement? Or I was, yeah, I just, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Miller would want to be associated with this episode. Wait, I'll be wait, honest. With wait you. for Bob Euchre to walk through the set. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit outside. I'm up in the cheap seats. Uh, so this is now the pivotal scene. This is the scene we're waiting for. This is the scene, which is why we're talking about this episode. Because this yep. is the scene that I think Tom Hanks caused future issues for Michael J. Fox because he oh, threw him God. halfway across the room. So, oh man, <laughs> he, he got was, punched. So right. it was a, he got punched right in the Parkinson's. <laughs> Oh, 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 I expect that from me, Larry, not from you. Uh, so, yeah, so they, uh, the entire family, again, no Mallory or Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> so the ones that count. They, they were they were like, you guys can go home for the day. That's a wrap for Mallory and Jennifer. The ones on contract uh, they were, they were, renewal. They, they, were, they were looking for uh, Jennifer's clarinet. <laughs> Jennifer was at the craft service table uh, discovering her future eating disorder. Um, <laughs> um, Meanwhile, Elise, Elise is looking at Stephen going, yeah, I'm not interested in this anymore. 
No. I'm out. I'm going to leave. Literally, no, I'm out of here in season six. No, no, um, she has, no. She, she, she has her big moment. She has her big moment in no. the scene, too. No, I, I meant she's a lesbian. Oh. <laughs> well, that's right. I forgot Years that. later, forgot she came I, out. Yeah. I completely forgot Meredith, about that. Meredith Baxter Bernie, the uh, queen of Lifetime or Channel. Just so. Meredith Baxter now. She may she she may oh, have blamed Michael Gross for it. That's what I'm saying. She Look, what I'm well, Miss, well, Mr. Bernie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably Mr. Bernie. Um, so yeah, so all right, so they're having this scene, and and you know, Stephen is sternly talking to Ned, you know, about the interview. Ned, you blew the interview. I'm going to live. With it. I'm going to Arizona, and I'm going to go build myself a a hut, and hopefully, no giant sandworms are going to come out and eat me. <laughs> Nice. I like that. Nice pull. Um, and I got a good Michael Gross story I could tell later. So Ooh, I just realized you have a six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon with Michael Gross. Oh, works. Yes. <laughs> what is it? Oh, well, how do we get to it? Oh, well, six degrees is only like two degrees. Yeah. OK, that- fine. Then I have two degrees of, of separation from Tina Yothers to Kevin. OK, Bacon. there we okay. go. I like it. Yeah. I like it much better. Better. All right, so then they talk, and and Mike, uh, Michael, um, uh, Alex is now, you know, you know, he carries around with him these news clippings of Ned, you know, showing Ned, uh, you know, you you, you know, yeah, you know, when when I think things are getting tough, I you know, I, I turn to you, I look at these clippings, and then Ned just takes them and 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 just throws them into the fire, and that's when we finally get the backhand heard around the world because he just spins around and just. Cold cocks him, thrown him about four Bitch, feet away. Uh, four Bitch, feet away. Uh, he almost he almost threw him back to nineteen fifty five. Great Scott Alex. To the point to the point that as a parent, Frank, I gotta ask you a question. If you see <laughs> what I'm about if you see your brother in law smack your son to yesterday. This and bothered me more than you possibly can and, imagine. And, and um, Stephanie tries to hold you back to the point where you're cool with it. Elise didn't even really try to hold him <laughs> back. Nope. And he just was like, he did, he pulled a full blown, and I, I really even hate to use this reference, but he was like, hey, Ned, get your damn hand off her. He went blown. Uh, George McFly yeah. and did nothing. He Not was like, thing. he was like, God, Ned, what are you doing? You know, went- and if that was me, as a parent, if that was me, I would have probably knocked Elise Keaton on her lesbian <laughs> ass and the shit out of Ned as I was fist punching his face into the fireplace. So that's what I was doing. Like, like Alex but wouldn't then- even hit the ground yet, and you would have been on Ned. Absolutely, so- a- absolutely. I actually, uh, I um. I had a uh, uh, another kid hit my kid, mm-hmm. and I was ready to beat the shit out of him and the father. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't care that you're five. You're going down. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, you know, so. I'm leaving your house last night from New Year's, and your daughter hits me with a hat for some reason. And I'm like, can I, I mean, should I call yeah, somebody? Now she's going to die. She like, yeah, my know, daughter's, uh, she doesn't yeah, like me. I, yeah. She's a little aggressive with you, Larry. So, but listen, <laughs> well, I'm just put her in a place and I'll throw her a beat. I'll, I'll Uncle Ned her yeah. ass across the room. Nice. Get, <laughs> get, but getting get, getting back to that moment because Alex you know Keaton almost went 88 miles per hour. I just need to say he was. <laughs> he really, you got any others? <laughs> he, he really did. 
So yeah, so oh, it was man. a shot. So, yeah. No, it was it was definitely a shot. And if you look, if you really take a look at the take, I don't know how Michael J. Fox did that without getting hurt because like. He didn't even like he kind of hit the corner of the couch where the cushions are and it, like then like fell to the slid to the floor. Like, so so what year was this again probably? Completely missed the coffee table. Yeah. So what year was Thankfully. this again? What? 86 maybe? 84. Oh, 84. Do you think he's filming Back to the Future at this point? Yes. Okay, because he, he I remember an interview they did with him during Back to the Future and he always said pain is temporary, film is forever, which I think is what led to his issue. But um it's almost like in Back you know the scene in Back to the Future when he gets hit by the car uh, when he gets hit by his grandfather's car, you know, the Peep and yeah. Tom scene, you hear his head hit the pavement. Like that I think is an actual I mean I'm sure they they did it up, but you see his head bounce off the pavement. So it seems like Alex would have went full force into that dive. You know what well, I mean? Which, which he absolutely did. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, to go back to the parents' reaction. I mean, again, when uh, you're dealing, uh, hold on a second. Back to the Future was was what, what did when did um Back to the Future was eighty five. So this was eighty four. So yeah, I guess yeah, okay, he could be, he could have been um. He could have been uh, filming at that time. Probably. Well, you know what? Pro- no, probably not yet because this would have. This was January of '84, so right. this would have. This episode would have filmed in 80, late late '83. All right, fair enough. And um, he also, and you also got to remember back to the future timeline. He was hired after they already started filming. Yeah, with so uh, Eric. It, uh, what's his name? Yeah, so it probably would have been like summer of '84 yeah. that he started doing. Um, but. In any That's event, yeah, he seems like right. he was doing his own stunt. And um, and you were saying something about it with the reaction of the parents. No, with the reaction of the parents. I mean, because you're dealing with a sitcom and they're trying to deliver, obviously, a message to their viewers. You, unfortunately, you can't have the dad get up there and start attacking because then it then it mixes the message up where, you know, and you're trying to keep the focus on. And what drove me nuts in this scene more than anything else, forget about the hit and the dad didn't do anything. The way that they had to keep enunciating Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, well, like, I, I know. That's that just that the least, yeah. nuts. It wasn't – they didn't say it once to say call AA. It was like every time, call Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and he went to the phone book and put it – wrote it down and put it on a little notepad. <laughs> uh, do you know where uh, JFK Boulevard is? Today, Who's JFK? If you made that episode today, it was like, Siri, where's the nearest Alcoholics Anonymous? <laughs> Um, and, and to the point with the, yeah, and I get what you're talking about it with the parents, but even at least they could have done a little bit more. Like she could have yelled at Ned or something. She's just holding back Steven and like checking uh, Alex like, all right, yeah, you're fine. All right, just get up. You know, well, that's the, you know, that's, that's the and, dad's and, job. Yeah. So, and then as soon as the strike happens, Ned realizes what he did, you know, and just starts breaking down. Um, if I was Alex, even Alex was almost like, all right, yeah. Well, like he didn't like push him away really or. Or like even cower like, a little bit. Why, why did I hit Alex? Why did I hit Alex? <laughs> yeah, well, Michael gotta watch Wapner. Gotta watch Wapner. <laughs> little overacting uh, on Michael J. Fox's part on the couch. Even though when Ned sits down on the couch, he does kind of cringe away, which I thought was yeah. actually good. Yeah. But he kept putting his hands in his hair, like I got hit in the head by my uncle, with, my hero. I don't, think, I don't think he knew what to do at this point because not only that, Ned sat down, put his hand on his leg, and I'm like, there we well, go. That's a sure. Yeah. He did it with Mallory. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you it's know, like, why did I hit Alex? I should have just touched him. <laughs> Frank, 
you made a good point, Frank. <laughs> um, well, it's going off the rails. Um, you know, talking about how uh, Michael J. Fox overacted. Meanwhile, he made the joke earlier in the episode saying well, over dramatic. Why does everyone think I'm over dramatic? So that's it's right, right, right. Yeah, he did a whole like, soliloquy and, on being, and, like, and at least did check his face for like half yes. a second. And then, and then Stephen, <laughs> oh, he's good again. <laughs> Stephen just watching his brother-in-law strike his son. Gives him an option. Doesn't even immediately go get out of the house and then at least like, look, let's see if we can work on something. He goes first. He goes either you call AA or you get out of my house. Like well, that, an was a, option that was option. I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that was. A, but again, this is the crux. This is the crux of the very special episode because Stephen's speech means everything here because he points out. It's a disease. You have a disease. You have it's to take care disease. of it. Yeah. So that and and that's that's why he gives him a choice because again we're trying you know we're trying we're trying to teach our viewers that this is you know this is a very serious issue and it's a disease. It's not just something you know something silly or stupid. Yeah. And then and then it ends um, with just one more laugh track. They had to get uh, one yes. more in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he calls the number. What does he say when he? When he calls the number, I forgot the line. I, I, oh, it was I, like, I, it, he was from, he was from the Bureau of something, trying to sell them a magazine or something. Oh yeah, yeah. He's trying to sell them encyclopedias. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Tom Hanks calls. Uh, Uncle Ned calls. Um. Uh, AA, and uh, it was almost like a hey, city mug, you kill him, we chill him. It was. <laughs> it was another and ha 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 laugh track ensues. It that would have been so much better if he would have went. If he would lost the joke and just said what he actually said at the end, hi, my name is Ned Connolly and I have a drinking problem. Yeah. Fate to black and episode, you know, laugh track instead of a clapping trap, yeah. you know, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah. But because, uh, the, because the joke completely trivialized what just happened. Absolutely. It absolutely it just it, you hit the nail right on the head there. So uh but yeah, it was um it was that was a a, a strange uh way to go out on the episode i found that one interesting with with the the joke at the very last second yeah that's out to me more than anything else in the episode because <laughs> I, I remember going really <laughs> really but they didn't, they, i don't remember them laugh tracking it though they didn't no they did it. it was when he said that line there was a laugh oh, or that, maybe yeah. as he was dialing he said something funny and there, there was a laugh track at the end yeah yeah. When, when, yeah, you definitely should not have done that. The whole third <laughs> act, I mean, half of the second act didn't need a laugh track, and then the third act from the minute they get home should have been just completely serious. Yeah. And that, my yeah. friends, is uh, the uh, the uncle. What was it? What was the episode called again? Say, Say uncle. uncle. Say uncle. Tap it. And out. for those of you listening who want to check it out, it's season two, episode fourteen. Yes. Family and you can get yeah. your free two-week trial of CBS All Access to check out all the seasons, or at least seasons one through seven, of Family Ties. Free plug. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so overall, what would you on a you know scale of one to five? What would you give this episode as a very special episode compared to how many special? Yeah, like how special? How special? Um, is this the episode? We need like a meter. We need like a we need like a special meter. Like I gave it. A- I mean, without being. Really disgusting and going like Porky special or Rain Man special or, or, or how many Wapners? Gonna... How many Wapners would you give this episode? <laughs> um, on a scale of one to ten, I give this uh, five Wapners. Okay, okay. Um, I give this. Um, I give this three out of a six pack of beer. <laughs> 
and I give it a uh, oh, yeah, I'll give it a um, an open hand palm slap as opposed to a full on punch to the punch to the temple. Um, you know, it was a, it was a poignant episode, but they, it had some issues that that brought you out of the episode. Unlike almost last year's Saved by the Bell, that did hit where it needed to hit. Um, and then the year before that with uh, Fonzie, you know, spending Christmas alone, um, you know, having to hit where it I, I had to hit. Say that again, Frank. I'm sorry. I said that still brings a tear to my eye. I'm not going to lie. And between these three that we've done so far, which one do you think had the most impact? Uh, well, I think for me personally, and because I put this out every year on my social media, uh, that uh, during the holidays, I feel no one should be alone. Um, okay. That uh, it's the Fonzie episode uh, because I always have an open invitation to people who uh, who don't have anywhere to go uh, at the holidays, and uh, they, uh, you know, I've had people who actually this Christmas uh, took me up on my offer. So I, I am bringing a transient to your house next year. Nice. No, it's people I know, and I don't know any transients on no. Facebook. So just okay, just, just be careful; they they may have rail lag. <laughs> they may have a rail. Make sure I have vanilla extract in the house, though. <laughs> I've always wanted to try vanilla extract, though. Ever since I saw that episode, I just wanted to be like, can you actually get drunk? And then you hear the stories about alcoholics drinking NyQuil or drinking cough mm-hmm. syrup to the point where NyQuil doesn't have alcohol in it anymore. So, right. or, you have, or you can't buy it over the counter anymore, like anything with that type of stuff in it. Exactly. Maybe yeah. this episode caused that to happen. The FDA watched it. Or whatever. I was like, you know what? We don't need another Uncle Ned on our hands. That's right. We don't want to deal with any Uncle Neds. We're too busy dealing with bike shop owners. That's right. Mr. Wilson. Um, Uh, Anyway, so I think the only way, uh, the actual only um, apropos way to end this episode is with the end of the theme song. If we could do it on three. uh, Sha-la-la-la. Can we we do it? I think we can can do it. it. Ready? Come on. All right, come on. Come on. Ready? On the count. I'll do it. Let me get my. Who's got the highest voice? We need the female. (laughs) Um, I go Larry. I can try. All right, ready? On on the count of 17. I'll leave this this in. What will we do, baby, without us? Sha la la la. Oh, you guys suck. (laughs) Wait, I hit it. (laughs) I think we're all on a little bit of a delay. (laughs) Just like the episode. Sha la la la. All right. Cut. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.